And all of this will only take a few minutes, a short enough time that you can say, give me a minute to think about this, or I'll be right back, I need to go to the restroom, or dot, 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 while you type a few letters in your text and erase them over and over so they think that you're typing. <laughs> Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. We're still fixing a couple of hiccups in the migration for the new site, but it's looking great and I'm pretty freaking excited. I've also spent some time this week getting our first UK webinar ready. Naughty time, a bite of rope every month with Growly. The first episode will be July 7th at 8 p.m. UK time. So exciting. I still share it with people in conversation and think about it regularly. Writing it and spelling it out clarified the idea for me and made it that much more natural to both think it and live it. And again, it's not just for submissives. However, I found the ideas that have developed from it to work wonders in communicating to submissives how to think through their choices when faced with a possible boundary violation from others or most often from themselves. So I'm going to break it down. Don't do anything you will regret. <laughs> Simple, huh? Actually, that's pretty much what the original writing was with a few examples. However, in the nearly five years since I wrote that, I've gotten a lot of questions on just how to put that into practice. So let's start. Sorry, this one's gonna run a bit long, but the length is in details and steps, so ultimately I think it's worth it. Hopefully you will too. First, you set your boundaries. Also simple, but not as easy for some as for others. How do we know what our boundaries are? How do we set them? Let me break it down. Boundaries are personal limits. In my book, Understand Me Now and That's an Order, I have an entire section on boundaries. I'm going to slightly abridge that, but know that it's there if you want to know more. We also host a monthly show with Hardy Brooklyn on Dating Kinky about boundaries and consent and have a book coming up in September, More Than Yes or No, focused on consent and negotiation. There are six primary types of boundaries physical boundaries, personal space, and physical touch. Healthy physical boundaries. An awareness of what works for you and what does not in various situations and types of relationships. For example, when do you verbally greet, hug, or kiss your partner or partners when meeting? Boundary violations. Occur when someone touches you when you don't want to be touched or to be touched by them and when they invade your personal space, like going through your closet or your medicine cabinet. Intellectual boundaries, thoughts and ideas. Healthy intellectual boundaries, understanding where your ideas and thoughts begin and another's leaves off. Knowing what feels right for you to share about your thoughts in various situations and types of relationships. For example, 
When do you speak of a new theory you've been developing or an invention you're working on? Boundary violations. When someone dismisses or belittles your ideas and presented thoughts. Also, you can violate your own personal boundaries by sharing too much too soon or with the wrong people. And I'm getting this month's book ready to go out, The Sagacious Submissive. Today's podcast is an excerpt. Setting and maintaining boundaries for submissives. My book this month is about submission and the amazing people who choose submission as their role in power exchange relationships. Because the submissives in my life are freaking amazing people who serve with love and intention. And I want to give back to others like them everywhere. I'll be the first to say that what I'm about to discuss would work for anyone who is wanting to set and or maintain better boundaries. Boundaries are boundaries, after all. I'm speaking specifically to submissives right now to tackle the task of setting boundaries when your core drive is to please and serve. Most people have this drive to some degree. Hell, I think of dominance as being a servant to my people and getting blowjobs on command. Seems like a fair exchange to me. For those, though, who align their entire lives with serving and pleasing, sometimes setting boundaries can be even more challenging, especially when there are outside influences claiming what is or is not submissive, or what a submissive should or should not do. And that's where this comes into play. A few years back, I wrote the piece that would, unbeknownst to me, become the core of my personal boundaries philosophy, no regrets, and subjecting yourself to theft of ideas or fraud. Emotional boundaries, feelings. Healthy emotional boundaries, recognizing your feelings as yours and not leakage or influence from another, and knowing when it's right to share them. For example, When do you speak of emotional trauma or your feelings during the development of a relationship? And when do you prefer to keep things light? Boundary violations occur when someone probes insistently despite your attempts to demure, or when someone criticizes, invalidates, or mocks your feelings. Also, you can violate your own personal boundaries by sharing too much too soon or with the wrong people and leaving yourself feeling exposed, raw, and wrong. Sexual boundaries, emotional, intellectual, and physical aspects of sexuality. Healthy sexual boundaries, knowing and respecting your personal limitations, desires, and ability to consent, and granting that same respect to others' sexuality. For example, being clear with your likes and dislikes, and asking after theirs. Boundary violations occur with unwanted sexual touch, pressure to engage in sexual acts, leering, or sexual comments outside of consensual situations. Material boundaries. Money and possessions. 
healthy material boundaries. Choosing your limits on what you will share or give with and to whom. For example, you may lend money to a friend or family member, but not to a stranger you met at the bar tonight. Boundary violations. Mm. These occur when someone steals or damages another person's possessions or when they pressure them to give or lend them their possessions. Time boundaries. Use of time. Healthy time boundaries include setting aside time for the priorities in your life. Work, love, hobbies, personal care, family, volunteering, and so on. Boundary violations occur when a person or entity, I'm looking at you at home workspace, demands too much or more than their share of a person's time. Only you get to decide what your boundaries are in any given situation. And they will probably be different with different people, in different situations, and over the course of your life. Boundaries are constantly evolving and changing, and that's okay. Because we don't necessarily want things to be set in stone. <laughs> Except for my dislike of radishes. I'd build a marble fucking monument to that shit. <laughs> anyway, next... You apply your boundaries to whatever situation might come along. This doesn't mean to force your existing boundary onto the situation, but to put to or adapt for a special use. In other words, compare your boundary to the situation and then ask yourself these questions. Does it apply? What are the potential costs of removing my boundary? What are the potential benefits? Am I willing to remove my boundary for this situation? Will I regret this? Will I regret this if the benefits don't materialize? Will you regret doing it? Or will you regret not doing it? Let's look at these more closely with a few common examples taken from actual submissives over the years. Example A, having sex or allowing a certain type of play or having a scene or whatever, something that might violate your healthy sexual boundaries. This would include moving faster towards an intimate sexual relationship than you might feel comfortable doing or giving in to a certain type of play to please a dominant personality you might like. Let's break it down. You meet someone and hit it off. You're looking forward to really getting to know them over a few months before any intimate play. Because as Murphy said, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And when it comes to loaning or giving money, I think the likelihood goes up by a factor of at least 10. So then you might ask, is there anything I can think or do that might change that answer or my regret? And one possible answer might be, I can give this as a gift, and if something comes back to me, it will be a bonus. Example C, performing an inconvenient service. Something that you have to go out of your way for or commit over time to. Anything that could violate your healthy use of time boundaries. Do you have to learn a new skill to make this happen? 
Or are you committing to hundreds of hours by saying yes? Do you have to drive 30 minutes out of your way on an evening when self-care would be the best thing for you? Does my boundary apply? In this case, there could be no boundary, just a desire, which is still valid, by the way. What are the potential costs of removing my boundary? Well, you're tired tomorrow because you won't really get to recharge the way you need to and you have a big day. Or maybe you'll resent the person asking this of you because it's too much. What are the potential benefits? Well, you like making people happy, so you get to do that. And feeling useful, also a good thing. And it might show that you're really serious and truly submissive to that dominant you've been eyeing. Am I willing to remove my boundary for this situation? If this is a no, then you're done. If it's a yes, you have one more question. Well, they are more interested in checking your play and sexuality compatibility before spending a lot of time emotionally and intellectually. Both of you are right for yourselves, but it does create an impasse. So the questions, does my boundary apply? In this case, it's pretty clear that it does and how. What are the potential costs of removing my boundary? Well, you could feel uncomfortable, and, which is not a really good experience during sex. And the sex might not be as good if you're not 100% into the moment. What are the potential benefits? Well, sex. After all, you like sex too, and you like this dominant boopsie. You really like them. If you hit it off, you may create a relationship with all the potential you're seeing. And that's fucking hot. Am I willing to remove my boundary for this situation? If this is a no, then you're done. If it's a yes, you have one more question. Well, one and a possible sub-question. Will I regret this? If the answer is no, great. If it's affirmative, then the next question might be, is there anything I can think of or do that would change that answer or my regret? Example B, giving or lending money or anything that might violate your healthy material boundaries or put you at a loss. Giving or lending money seems obvious, as does any sort of payment in tributes or gifts, but also things like buying a lot of toys or equipment for others' enjoyment. Lingerie can be pricey and high heels. Strap-ons and dildos, the good ones, are costly. And floggers and whips made, well, yeah, pricey. Does my boundary apply? Maybe, maybe not. I loan or give money when I have it. I don't mind. Some people have strong feelings about that. What are the potential costs of removing my boundary? Could you find yourself short on funds, like for paying bills? Especially if they don't pay you back. 
Could you lose a friendship? What if you feel cheated? What are the potential benefits? Well, you get to feel good for helping someone. You might get something like attention or return on investment for your money. Am I willing to remove my boundary for this situation? If this is a no, then you're done. If this is a yes, you have one more question. Well, one and a possible sub-question. Will I regret this? If the answer is no, great. If it's affirmative, then the next question might be, is there anything I can think or do that would change that answer or my regret? In this case, if your regret is a maybe if they don't pay me back, then the answer is a yes. Maybe's in regret round up. <laughs> well, one and a possible sub-question. Will I regret this? If the answer is no, great. If it's affirmative, then the next question might be, is there anything I can think or do that would change that answer or my regret? In a case like this, maybe shifting your focus from what the result might be to whether the benefits of the process might be worth it for you, even aside from the inconvenience. Another way to look at it is, this person has provided me so much value in my life so far that even if they choose to hate me the moment I complete XYZ, I will still have benefited from our relationship and my choice. Or whatever it is you do to stall for time. Only you can make these decisions for yourself. No one else can tell you how you're going to feel or what is right for you. Hell, sometimes you can't even tell for sure. I rarely regret my choices anymore. I have made mistakes though. And I've failed to consider angles that cause me or someone else pain, usually because I didn't have any experiences or warnings to even know I should consider those angles. So I don't regret those things. I learned from them after all. And as a close friend of mine has said, it's a bad decision in pretty much all the ways it can be a bad decision, but I'll have no regrets. And that is valid as well. That friend also learned a lot. <laughs> with submission, it's often about balancing how much of yourself you can give with how much you're filled up by the results or by other things in your life, which is why these questions help. What will it cost me is worth paying attention to because if the benefits don't happen, who or what will fill you up? How will you replace that amazing service and pleasing energy? And will you be the same after? Because regret tends to make us sad, angry, or bitter, and often a combination of all three. And if you're already regretful, will something going wrong here be a breaking point for you? Will it hurt too much for you to bear right now? This matters. Because submissives could often find themselves giving everyone else what fills those people up while starving themselves. And I want a personal campaign to end that shit. Choose people and things that fill you up.
and do things and make choices that will fill you even if the worst happens. And surround yourself with people who can fill you up when you make an error in calculations. But don't take them for granted. Just like I don't want anyone to take you and what you offer for granted, don't do that to others. Fill them up. Do rely on them. Don't rely on them or feel entitled to their emotional labor. And make the best choices you can for you so you don't have to use their emotional labor all the time. And to lead by example. But mostly do it for you. You deserve it. Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on DatingKinky.com. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes. And on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. Have a kinky day. And I'll catch you next episode.